a bit of a big hint to anyone listening who's based in the UK, please, please sell on Amazon.com or in Shopify and, and sell in the US because there's yeah. a big consumer market there versus the UK economy, which has not probably got the brightest future. Hey folks, this is Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com dot com to get your free instant diagnosis if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 387 this is michael Vizia. in a minute we're going to get back to jason and myself we're talking about the nine reasons amazon sellers should start a shopify site today this is the second of a two parts of a very mini series i should say the first part, we've talked about five reasons already. So if you didn't catch those, do go back and listen. Control and safety are amongst them. I will give that away. And then this time, we're going to be talking about reason six, seven, eight, and nine. So reason six for Amazon sellers to start a Shopify store today, really almost literally, is number six is the A-list supporters. Number seven is the integration partners. Number eight is beautiful design templates. And number nine is fantastic help and training resources. So Stay tuned if you're even slightly curious about this. It really is a topic that the serious Amazon sellers I know are really taking seriously and taking action on. So stay listening and uh, enjoy the show. But anyway, I could go on and on this one. So let's keep going on our list here. What do we got next? Reason number six. Yeah, deep list of A-list supporters. So you mentioned some really great people here. So let's have a couple of the highlights. Who is a big fan of Shopify alongside you? I think the first group I was going to just comment on is the like well-known marketing professionals of the world, Damon John, Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin. These are people who in 2013, when I started to be exposed to Shopify, were advocating. They were doing something kind called the site build challenge, I think, back then every year. And if you built a website that really scaled, you could be invited to some private island where Tim Ferriss would mentor you for three days. It kind of, that was the kind of annual idea. And we, and it was a timing thing where you had to start your store at a certain time and have sales occur for a certain time. And we started our store literally like the three months till the close of the contest. And because we did that, we couldn't enter the next year's contest. And I was like, dang it, man, I wanted to go to meet these guys so badly. It was Tony Robbins was going to mentor you and all this stuff. But the people who have engaged with Shopify and have supported them, worked with them, helped them grow it is the who's who of marketing and business expertise. But then the other list that's really interesting too is now who has a Shopify site? Who actually, what companies build on Shopify? And it's an amazing list. And I just, you pull up articles and hundreds of them. There's over a million stores basically 
And, uh, but it's a fantastic list. You can see it. Hasbro, The Economist, we'll put a link to the, this in the show notes. Heinz, consumer packaged goods company, Red Bull, Kim Kardashian, KKW is her cosmetics brand. And then her sister, Kylie, who's become famous with her story related to Kylie Cosmetics. Tesla, Allbirds, one that you'll love, the BBC, right? Yeah, it's homegrown. Some really serious brands are obviously trusting it, but yeah. it also seems like it's got that sort of, uh, it's startup friendly as well, because mm-hmm. Dame John, obviously Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin are the kind of gods of, of marketing advice first for startups. And, and so it feels like it, it it's that unusual thing, which Tesla is obviously a serious company. The BBC is huge. I mean, it's got a multi-billion dollars a year budget. And so those are very big corporates and yet it serves a startup, which is really unusual somehow. It is. And a lot of times in the press or articles that you read, you'll see stories about Shopify. And I guess I should say just as a commentary, separate comment, I'm an investor in Shopify. I started investing in Shopify in 2017. I guess I should disclose the hat on me. Everyone knows I love Shopify. I've built my business on it. I've made a lot of money on it and I've invested money in Shopify. So I guess I should just disclose that. But anyway, the big companies use it. And a lot of times in the press, it'll be positioned as the small business solution, but it's just transcended that. That's just not accurate. It is the (laughs) e-commerce platform solution for anyone who wants to have their own effective e-commerce business at scale. I don't have to admit, even though I spend a lot of my life talking to e-commerce sellers, of course, I had no idea that such big companies were using it. I'd always seen it as the small business solution. So it's news to yeah. me. So it's yeah. worth knowing Tesla is the most valuable company by market cap, I believe, in the car space in the world, right? The BBC is multi-billion dollars a year corporation. These are not small companies anymore. They're not by anyone's imagination. By any yeah. stretch, they are huge multinationals. Oh, very interesting. Okay. So now I know that the seventh reason you put down here is, is the integration partners. What does that even mean in English? What does integration mean? Sure. Shopify basically has created a system whereby you can use it as your single source of e-commerce kind of product and listing management and can sell on multiple platforms. The probably most prominent one being Walmart. That is a big deal. Walmart has come on the scene in the last few years in terms of their passion and enthusiasm for e-commerce and have launched a third-party seller opportunity like Amazon has obviously scaled so successfully. And uh, so they've done that in collaboration with Shopify. You could use integration tools before this was all announced just in the last six months. You could use integration tools to make it happen. We have coaching clients that are very successful Walmart sellers that manage it through their Shopify stores. And so I have a firsthand view into seeing how some of this works, but that's just one integration partner. And eBay is another of course, is a huge opportunity. So the idea here is like the hub and spoke model where you want to have all of your, the truth about how much product you have, your inventory management kind of details and your product listings and that kind of thing can reside in Shopify. And then you can sell on multiple platforms and they're only going to get better and better at that. And I know for folks listening to this who are exclusively Amazon sellers might feel like a daunting task to them. Oh my gosh, do I really want to set up an eBay seller account and sell there or or Walmart or think of all the places. And the truth is actually Shopify can do a good job of helping you kill two birds with one stone. And that integration component of their work is only getting invested into more and more on their side. They're leaning into that 
when the Walmart thing was announced, everybody, I think it co- caught people's imagination and it's really become more and more powerful. Yeah. So that's integration partners. Excellent. Now I've got two thoughts on that. One is the Walmart thing. Unless we forget, Walmart is still much bigger than Amazon by uh, revenue, as far as I understand. And also I think that the, the Walmart Amazon thing, it goes deeper than you might think because I believe Amazon pinched or whether he'd retired and was stolen effectively for Walmart. They got one of their fulfillment managers to help build the FBA warehouse system because Walmart was really good at that stage, better than Amazon at shifting lots Mm -hmm. of randomly shaped and weighted consumer goods through warehouse systems. So it's not like Walmart doesn't have the sort of chops for doing some of the stuff that Amazon does. It's not traditionally been seen as an online thing, but uh, the idea that Amazon is just the online beast and Walmart is a has-been dinosaur is really dangerously old thinking. I think I don't know the detail that you do, but Yeah. yeah, I think it's something we have to take seriously. The other thing though, coming back to your point number one, which is mentally taking back ownership, literally and mentally taking back ownership of the land you build your business on, as it were, I think the hub and spoke model, as well as being a practical solution, ties in with that because you literally own the Shopify store that you've got everything on. And then Amazon becomes, it it finds its rightful place, a very serious sales channel, maybe the biggest, the only one. And mentally you don't suffer the anguish of feeling like Amazon owns your business because it's clear differentiation. You own this bit. Amazon owns that bit and they're a partner. So just seems to tie in very well for me. Yeah, it really does. And it's something to think through and figure out. And I would just say you're, you, it's fun to do this podcast with you because you have the UK centric view of the world and I have the Seattle, Washington centric view. And for us here, yeah, it is game on in terms of Walmart versus Amazon. And I don't know in the UK how big a deal Walmart is, but in the US, it's obviously just a massive part of the, American retail culture and it, and they are becoming increasingly effective at e-commerce and they've stated their intention so clearly that is no the game they're going to play in and it's going to become just a massive battle royal. This is like Mothra versus Godzilla or King Kong versus Godzilla type thing. It is a massive fight and it ultimately what's important to think about is if those two companies are really going at it in terms of competing with each other their tools that they'll use to compete are things that will benefit us as sellers. Like that they're going to level up their like, oh, watch us do this. Watch, watch us do this. And each of those things are things that are going to make our businesses, our brands more powerful, more effective, more successful. And yeah, the idea is Shopify can sit right in the middle. You can also just, I'll just say this. I know this is not an Amazon centric view, but Kyle, my business partner for our coaching and consulting business. He sells on Amazon FBA. He also sells on a Shopify site, but he fulfills all of his Shopify orders with literally from his phone. I think it's literally two taps with FBA. So don't forget Amazon can be an integration partner effectively to fulfill orders through your Shopify store. And I know that's spinning the whole world around for Amazon centric sellers. But it works perfectly. It's simple and it allows you to sell on your Shopify site and fulfill what, you know, inventory managed under the FBA system. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. So two responses. First of all, yes, Amazon is really three things. And we always get taught if those who are new to Amazon get taught it's one big thing, but actually it's three things. It's just, it's an incredible source of qualified traffic. So shoppers with their accounts, their wallets open as it were. It is a sales channel and then it's a fulfillment channel, but you don't have to use it for all of them. You could send 
traffic from a blog, so a Google SEO driven site, which is what Ashley Pierce, one of the 10K Collector Mastermind members is specialized in. And he's aiming, he's the guy who's aiming for the five times EBITDA exit because not of his Shopify channel, but because of his Google traffic strategy. And then he sends it to Amazon and then Amazon FBA fulfills it. But you could also do Shopify is the traffic and yeah. Shopify is the sales channel. And then, of course, you know, or you could do Google SEO is the traffic channel, Shopify is the sales channel, and then Amazon's the fulfillment channel. There are three different things. And you're right, you, you can actually break it up and put it together, which is why I think that on versus off Amazon distinction is a really artificial argument. In fact, they can integrate beautifully, as you say. You know, I was just digging around about the Walmart question. Um, Walmart famously owned Asda, which is one of the big supermarkets here in the UK, budget type supermarket. It's actually getting rid of it, it's selling it in order to put the cash back into the US. Now that probably says more about the UK economy's future versus the US's economy's future rather than Walmart not being a serious competitor. They've obviously decided there's more money to make in the US, which is a bit of a big hint to anyone listening who's based in the UK, please please sell on Amazon.com or in Shopify and and sell in the US because there's a big consumer market there versus the UK economy, which has not probably got the brightest future. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 387. Just one comment on that. It's a well-worn path for Walmart at this point to acquire and shutter. That is the Interesting. Strategy. I didn't know that. That's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do, is it? The e-commerce space, the biggest e-commerce competitor was jet.com, but they have other acquisitions that they've done, ModCloth and a lot of other acquisitions. But they frequently, they, I think what they're doing is acquire to hire really like talent acquisition. I think what they're doing is they're buying companies so that they can have all their great employees. And then the brand itself is dissolved. And Walmart is it's a, a mono brand type approach. Whereas with Amazon, they bought Whole Foods, which is a very popular higher end grocery store in the US. And they're keeping that as a brand. And so I think there's a little bit different approach there. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Walmart doesn't come back with a vengeance with its signature Walmart superstores in the UK. It just acquires its competition, takes the good people, kills off the brand and moves forward. And they're masters at it, man. That's what with it. Very interesting. And what I suppose we could summarize is what the relevance of that to us e-commerce sellers is really simple, that Walmart is a huge, relentless competitor, just like Amazon is. And we yeah. should not dismiss that. We should take it seriously. Because I remember a while ago, people were dismissing Jet.com as a bit of a side issue, but that's probably because Walmart felt the same about it and was killing it off. But Walmart.com yeah. is a different beast. Yeah. Okay. So look, we're getting a little bit into the weeds, but it's important. We've got to think about the how it fits into the e-commerce system as a whole. But just coming yeah. back to the basics of web selling, generally selling online, yeah. a lot of it's obviously image marketing. One of the differences in that and physical retail, you can't pick the widget up, turn it around, sniff it, tap it. It's all about the image marketing. So that's got to be critically good. So how do we make yeah. our e-commerce sites look good enough through the Shopify platform to actually compete with places like Amazon or Walmart.com? Sure. That what brings us to reason number eight on our list here. And that is Shopify is designed to be used with beautiful templates. And it's a template-driven store setup process. And so if you're, you've never explored it, just realize you don't start from scratch with Shopify. You start with a beautiful website that's a template that you then just customize for your use. And that gives you a fast and friendly start to building your store. Anyone can build a Shopify store. Literally anyone could do it. If you feel like, no, that's wrong. I can't do it. 
then you can hire someone to help you configure it. And the setup costs, therefore, are just much, much cheaper than a, building your own bespoke website. And so the theme-based nature of it and templated-driven approach just allows you to get up and running fast. You could literally build a website on Shopify in the next three days. Uh, with If you really sat down to do it, I build sites for some of our coaching clients. If I sit down and do it with my VA that we partner, I, I work with, we could have it done in a day. So it's not hard. It's just, it just, there's just a checklist and there's literally a checklist that they give you. And it's very user-friendly on the theme side. And that literally brings us probably to reason number nine, which I'll just mention here. We can jump into both of these topics. And that is, there is just an absolute amazing set of help resources, trainings, and tools. For a long time, after I got the article featured us in, in the Shopify blog, people would comment and ask me questions. And I ultimately set up a Udemy course that has become its number one e-commerce course on Udemy and it's called Shopify Power. And I always felt reluctant to do it because I always said to myself, Shopify has so much of its own amazing content. They've got all the trainings, but nonetheless, I did it. And it's become a successful course because people just are so hungry for education on Shopify, but their help and training and support is just world-class. When they did this Walmart integration, for example, they came out with just beautiful, amazing trainings and whole pages with tons and tons of resources on how to do it. So those are the last two topics in our list here. Michael, get on either of those topics before we wrap up. Yeah. Great. So the first one is the design side. I mean, it, yeah. uh, when I said, when we titled this, which sounds so salesy, it's like why Amazon owns shit or what are we going to call it? people who sell on Amazon, yeah. the Amazon sellers, Amazon business owners, there's so, even a conflict, even in the name, it's not a thing. You can't own a business that's owned by Amazon. So anyway, e-commerce sellers who sell on Amazon and are conflicted about whether they have their own business should start a Shopify store today. That was literal. You could literally start it yeah. today. And that is literally what some of the guys in the mastermind who are deeper into Shopify than others, like guys, just literally start it now. Next, in two weeks time, I'm going to see you for the next yeah. meeting. And one of them was just saying, just do it. Have your just store done. Literally yeah. just do it. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And so I really love that. So I've heard that from other people. You're not the first person to say that. And they, they don't have any yeah. kind of uh, axe to grind about whether Shopify is good or not. They're saying it privately. They're making their money from yeah. it. It's just what people perceive. And let, me just, say, let, yeah. Yeah, let me just say on that, I set up our original store in 2013. My wife and I did, but I build sites for our coaching clients. So I know this can be done quickly it, and it can not, it's a mental monster more yeah. than a real actual challenge. The other thing is that having great training, and again, it's just about the relationship between the entity you're on or the platform you're on, if you like, Shopify versus Amazon. And I say this is a bit versus because as we all know, if you sold on Amazon as a third-party seller ever, even for five minutes, that first of all, Seller Central, the, the back end that is the thing that we interact with, unlike the beautiful slick front-end interface for people, retail buyers, consumers is a complete dog's dinner. It's a complete mess. And it's that way for a reason, because Amazon has this sort of internal culture of pizza teams, right? If you're going to develop something, it's, you know, the idea is to have a team which can be fed with two pizzas, right? That's great for why reason why if I'm investing in Amazon as a company, yeah. as a retail investor, buying the stock, that's wonderful because it's very innovative and it, it's pushing the boundaries all the time. As a person using it, it creates a horrible experience because each team is fighting for resources. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, as we all know, Seller Central customer support for third-party sellers is infamously bad. They put the least good yeah. people on. And it's so lovely to think that obviously Shopify's customers effectively 
are the small business owners as well as it turns out the huge companies. Yeah. And the relationship is completely different. So as you were talking about the WordPress hosting providers are in conflict with you, Amazon really seems to act like it's in conflict with its third-party sellers, even though we make more than 50% of their gross marketplace yeah. volume. Which is insane, but that's how it is. So yeah. Absolutely. Another dream. There for sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. And, and that's another, again, it just wears you down mentally. And I think that, again, it's not a reason to not sell on Amazon, but it's a great reason to just walk away with relief to somewhere where people, I feel yeah. like that cheers, the cheer, did you ever watch cheers? It's an American thing like where everybody yeah. knows your name, yeah. that sort of thing. So you're like welcomed by somebody who actually wants you to feel like a, a valued customer. I know it sounds funny, but when we started on Shopify in 2013, Cinnamon would hit their customer support desk and it was always the same girl who would answer. So when customer support gal would always, and Cinnamon, literally, they knew each other's names. And then they exploded and grows and grew up from there, but they, they still do an amazing job with training and resource you know, support. So this has been an amazing conversation, I think, in terms of understanding more on my side, what the needs are of Amazon sellers. And hopefully the Amazon sellers who are listening to this have seen a new reason why and a new angle on the idea of setting with Shopify sites. Should we recap the nine reasons again, just to summarize? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So the first reason is control Have more control of a Shopify built system for your e-commerce work. The second reason is safety. And you've got an opportunity to really have a more secure revenue stream when you've got an omni-channel, they call it, the e-commerce strategy. The third reason is business valuation. When you have an effective brand, all of the things that go with it, like an email marketing list, social media accounts, and all of those aspects of social proof for the value of your brand, you will have a more valuable business. The fourth reason it's a great idea to set up a Shopify site is scalability on the Shopify side. You can throw as much traffic at it as possible as you're able to generate through any shenanigan, including Super Bowl commercials, and it will manage that demand in terms of site visitors. The fifth reason is it's a hosted solution, meaning they take care of a whole host of technical issues related to security, patches, checkout, shopping cart issues, on and on. You don't even know. They just continuously update and optimize, and you don't even have to worry about it. The sixth reason is there's a deep list of A-list supporters and, and other people like me who are just like, this is amazing. The, what you might call C or D or E list supporters. Number seven is there's an amazing opportunity for integration with other sites like Walmart and eBay and other sales platforms. And that's just only getting bigger and bigger. Number eight is it is built with beautiful design in mind and a templated approach that allows you to set up your site quickly and easily and have it be a beautiful outcome. And the final reason is. They have fantastic support. Now, obviously, Michael, you're supporting your community there, 10K Collective. I'm supporting our coaching clients and uh, that kind of thing. So we would throw ourselves in there as that resource for people. And I know that your 10K Collective group and the resources you provide, you've got an amazing opportunity for people to partner with you on Amazon selling and expanding beyond Amazon. So I want to just give you a shout out for that coaching and the resource on your side. And then of course, Kyle and I have e-commerce coaching we do on winning on Shopify.com. So give us just a couple of things since we're doing this live, how people could connect with you going forward. And we'll maybe do that as a wrap up. Sure. I think the most important thing is to say that we've got a ton of content like this, which is not in the nitty gritty, getting into the weeds of how to do things, but often discussing why you should consider doing something, which I think is actually, if you like a strategy level question and kind of the most important, there is going to be 
a, a thousand YouTube videos on any given internet marketing in the weeds topic. Yeah. Like, and it sounds yeah. like, as you said, Shopify has incredible support yeah. as well. But I think this is the sort of thing we talk about is the sort of stuff that we talk about at the mastermind is really how do we move forward? What are the right things to, what are the right moves? What are the next sort of six months plan, the next year's plan? And if you like that kind of content, I really, really urge you to go and subscribe to the e-commerce leader. So the e-commerce with an, with a hyphen at the moment <laughs> on any uh, podcast app and, and just get subscribed because this is the kind of stuff we do. It, this is not going to be any different. Yeah. And I really think I'm finding it valuable. I think it's quite different having interviewed people a lot where it gets very bitty that the continuity you can get from that is as with your work as an author, which I think is a really different approach. So this feels like a very expanded set of books to me, almost this podcast series that we've created. I don't know how many, what, 40 episodes so far. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a different vibe to just the interview based podcast. So I'd suggest that anyone who likes this checks it out. I'll say really. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also check out the resources we have on the ecommerceleader.com website. We've got some free goodies there for people, obviously links to all the show notes. We're also now categorizing the shows by topic. So if you really want to geek out over traffic, for example, or model, or we've got six or seven specific topics that we dive into frequently, we're organizing the podcast so that they're really more like a set of in-depth discussions on, if you listen to them in that way, very specific targeted information for that specific uh, issue. And, uh, and hopefully that's a good resource. And it's really an honor to have so many people jumping into the, uh, the podcast with us and listening. If you like the podcast, of course, we'd ask you to do two things in conclusion, and that would be to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Spotify is mine. And so I just, I always use it. A lot of people use iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, but whatever player you like to use, we'd love to have you subscribe. And of course, if you can leave a review on the show or rate it five stars, that would be fantastic. So this has been a great episode. I think, Michael, any final comments for the good of the order and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I just think when something makes, somebody makes something easy, as Shopify clearly have made it their mission to do, then don't add complications. Perfect. Go and do the thing. And if you need help, obviously reach out to the experts and winning on Shopify.com. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 387. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.